MSW Media. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. This is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. What is up, everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What is up? You want me to tell you what's up? You want me to tell you? Do you want to know? Do you want to know what's up on this episode? On this episode of What We're Drinking, you want to know what's up? This is what's up right here. It was an accident. About an hour ago, a small jet went down inside New York City. The president was on board. President of what? That's not funny, Pliskin. You go in, find the president, bring him out in 24 hours, and you're a free man. 24 hours, huh? I'm making you an offer. Bullshit. Straight, just like I said. I'll think about it. No time. Give me an answer. Get a new president. We're still at war, Pliskin. We need him alive. I don't give a fuck about your war. Or your president. Oh, the chills. The chills that I got there. That's right. You heard that. Snake Pliskin. That is right. It's Kurt Russell. The Kurt Russell. He's starring in the new Quentin Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is opening this Friday. Unless, of course, you're listening to this show, say next week which means that the movie already opened it's like time traveling i guess anyway july 26th once upon a time in, in, in hollywood is opening kurt russell is in it and in just a little bit you're gonna hear me chatting and drinking copious amounts of wine with the man himself kurt russell wine is what we're drinking on this episode of wwd and in my glass right now is a 2015 Southpaw Pinot Noir from Gogi, Gogi or Goji, Gogi, G-O-G-I. That's a wine brand owned by Kurt. Uh, they make it up in the Santa Rita Hills area in northern Santa Barbara County, which is about two hours from where I'm sitting right now in Venice Beach. Sitting with me another special guest today she's a social media star familiar to millions of fans of the tipsy bartender series she also works for a great local la brand called moholland spirits she goes out there she's hustling she's moving moholland all over the place and uh i'd like to welcome to the show cecilia betzel cecilia how are you hello i'm good thank you that's a wonderful introduction. Well, I don't know if I'd quite classify myself as a social media star, but, you know, I'll take it. You are a star. You are a star <laughs> to me. Uh, and thank you for joining us on the show. It's good. To, you know, I like having somebody with me here because I get lonely sometimes. I've been doing this show now. We're about five or six episodes in. And a lot of times it's just me in the beginning and me in the end. And then I get a guest squeezed in in the middle and I get lonely. And so thank Are you, you for propositioning coming. me, Dan. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Must be the wine. And by the way, cheers to that. Let's cheers. Let's get a little cheers. There we Ooh. go. Oh. All right. Let's so um what do you think of this wine? What do you think of Kurt's wine here? Mm. It's 
Ooh. You like that? Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, it's that delicious. Very easy, dangerously easy to drink. Yeah, he's a, uh, they do it. They, they make it up there at a place called Ampelos Cellars, a guy named Peter Work. Peter and Rebecca Work, they are the, uh, they own Ampelos and Kurt partnered with them to make this wine. Oh. And we're going to talk more about that in a little bit. So you mentioned off the air that you have not seen many Kurt Russell movies. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. I have seen um, <laughs> the most famous of all Kurt Russell movies, the most recent Santa Claus film okay. that he did. <laughs> Anything else? Um, the Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight. So no Captain Ron? Nope. Never heard of that. Big Trouble in Little China? I have not seen that. Backdraft? Nope. All right. Well, you did also oh, mention you did also mention <laughs> off the air that you're a big reader. Now, don't be cheating. Don't I'm be not, looking. I'm not, I'm not. You're a big reader, so I'm gonna uh-huh. I'm gonna give you. I made up a little game here. Okay. Is it a Kurt Russell movie? Uh huh. Or, or the title of a novel? Okay. <laughs> right. Here we go. You ready for this? Let yes. Me see if I, I'm excited. Let me see if I have any. Um, all right. Let me see. I got it. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Hold on. I'm let me ready. just hold on. Let me just make sure I got this all lined up. I'm still ready. Whoa. <laughs> See? It feels really <laughs> official now. Okay. Kurt Russell movie or title of a novel. Okay. The thing. That is well, it's a movie, but it's also a book, no? Kurt Russell movie or title of a novel. <sighs> the thing. It is Title of a novel. Was that a yes or no? Car crash means you got it wrong. The Thing is a 1982 science fiction horror film directed by John Carpenter. It is based on a novel, but that a novella, no, no, a novella called Who Goes There? Oh, okay. Well, here's where I went wrong because I was thinking The Thing was like a, a, (laughs) a very old movie, like... Yeah, well, it probably a was a re- it probably was a remake, probably a remake. But so in this John Carpenter one, Kurt Russell starred as R.J. McCready. Okay, so you got cool. you're down one. So you have to drink. Yep. Oh, I Uh-oh. forgot to tell you oh, the rule. So you have to okay. drink some wine. Come on, get it, get it, get it. There we go. I like it. A big chug there. <laughs> okay, Kurt Russell movie title of a novel, Miracle. I mean, I'm gonna go. Could be either Kurt Russell movie. Are you sure? Yes. All right. Hey. All right, all right. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey says you got that one right. Miracle is the oh, title yeah. of a 2004 docudrama about the United States men's ice hockey team that won the gold medal in the 1980 Winter Olympics. Kurt Russell played the head coach, Herb Brooks. It's The miracle comes from the very famous line from sportscaster Al Michaels, who said, do you believe in miracles? Because they beat the Russians. And what did he say? To. He's, he just said, do you believe in miracles? He didn't answer his own question. All right. <laughs> Final question. This is to All see. Right. And I have to drink now because you got Oh, yeah. Right, here we go. Drink. Let me go. Let me go. Drink. Mm. Mm. Okay. Final one. The Last Gunfight, Kurt Russell movie Ooh. or novel? Well, I'm going to hmm. I'm going to go novel. You're going to go novel? Is that your final answer? I think it sounds like a film title, but I don't think you would do all well, let's not get into logistics. Final answer. Final answer. <laughs> 
All right. Hey. All right. All right. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> says you got that one right. The Woo. Last Gunfight is a book by Jeff Gwynn. Came out in 2012. It's about the shootout at the OK Corral. That was a little tricky part there because Kurt was in a movie, very famous movie called Tombstone, ah, in which he played Wyatt Earp, who was involved in that battle. Oh. At well, the, the last okay. gunfight sounds like a movie that Kurt Russell would be in. So you did good. Let me let me drink to that because I you know we can both drink to that. Yeah, yeah, you did good. So but so you have a favorite Tarantino movie because you know Kurt is in uh, in the new movie coming out this week, the new Tarantino movie. What's your favorite Tarantino movie? Um, I am gonna have to say Kill Bill. Kill Bill? Yeah, volume one and two, because I kind of see it as one film. Okay. It's hard to distinguish what happens in which. I can't remember. <laughs> you, you So, Kurt, Kill Bill one and two, do you have a, a second favorite, even though that's two movies? Um, I mean, Pulp Fiction, obviously, I love Reservoir Dogs. Okay. I really, I really enjoy it, Hateful Eight. Okay. Good, good stuff. I good. thought that was fantastic. So you, you must be excited then to hear this interview with Kurt Russell, who was the star of The Hateful Eight. Are you excited for this Kurt Russell interview? I'm extremely excited. Do you mind excited. if I give you a little teaser, a little teaser? So yeah, this, yeah, Just yeah. so you know, this is a chat that I had with Kurt a while back. Uh, I know Kurt. I've known him for a little while. This is a chat we did at, a while back at a place called Petros down in Manhattan Beach. Uh, but I wanted to bring this, bring some of this back for this show just because I can. Um, yeah, I want to hear And it. this little bit is, by this point in, in our conversation, I think we had definitely, we were well lubricated by okay. this point. <laughs> and I asked him about one of his, uh, about drinking and one of his favorite, famous movies called Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash was a cop hmm. movie in which he starred alongside Sylvester Stallone. And here's what I asked him. Let's see. Here we go. All right. Give it to us, Kurt. Mm-hmm. If Gabriel Cash were a drinker, yeah. what would he drink? Beer. Beer. And could he drink tango under the table? That's a good question. Um, You're the, bigger than tango. In the script, in the script y- you know what the answer to that is? Yeah. In the script, yes, because that's the way they were set up. Because, because Ray, Ta- Ray Tango was a little bit of a... Of an anal guy, <laughs> and, and in fact, the- and in fact, the truth is between me and Sly, there's no question because I'm a wino and he's in shape. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> clink. <laughs> Kurt Russell, ladies and gentlemen, like he, a uh, he's the best man. He's where a lot is of Kurt Russell from? Kurt Russell, it, where is Kurt from? I think he might be from here. I think he might be from California. I heard a little yeah. accent when he said "burr." Um, you know, let's we can we can we can check that here. Let me have my research team. Ooh. Research team, do you mind uh, checking for me where Kurt Russell is from? Hold on, they're coming right at me right now. He is from Springfield, Massachusetts. That's where huh. he was born. Springfield, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Kurt Russell. So, um, so the, anyway, there's a little teaser there. Um, you like the wine, uh, and and wine is yeah, the, the theme, wine is great. the theme of this show. And and as we do. Uh, at the top of the show a lot, I, I like to tell people about stuff that I'm digging. These are This is stuff that I like to drink, and it could be new stuff, and most of most of the time it is new stuff, that I want to tell you about, because I, I think you're going to dig it too. And since wine is the theme, we're just going to go one thing here. Uh, there's a winery in New Zealand called Decibel, okay? I love New Zealand wine. New Zealand wine, it is great, and it's my buddy Dan Brennan. He is a Jersey boy, grew up in New Jersey. He's the owner and the winemaker. Uh, he makes it in uh, uh, a New Zealand place called Hawks Bay, which is 
on the east coast of the North Island of New Zealand, and he also makes it in Martinborough, which is a town in the Wellington region, also on the North Island, but a little southwest from, from Hawke's Bay. So Dan left uh, Jersey, Philadelphia. He's right from that. You know, it's right across the river in Philadelphia. In 2007, went over there to make wine, and he never looked back. And uh, let me pour you some of this. Can you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Can you bring me here? Bring me here. Let me get that. All right. And what? What is Screw this wine top. called? Is it, yeah, hold on. No, no. This okay, is his. Okay. Don't get ahead. <laughs> okay. There's some for you. Thank you. Can I try it? Should I wait? Uh, well, we're not there yet. Okay, you want to okay. jump ahead? You can, but yeah. I'll wait. All right. There we Just, go. Looks yummy. For me. Okay, so here's what they have. He's, you know, again, it's Decibel, D-E-C-I-B-E-L. Uh, he does a Pinot Noir that just won the top New Zealand wine at Texom. Texom is this huge wine event held every year in, guess where? Texom. Texas. There you go. Good guess. <laughs> uh, so this, his Pinot Noir, this is the wine that Dan moved to New Zealand to make, and it uh, won. I keep thinking you're talking about yourself in the third person. I'm nope. like, I didn't realize you moved to New Zealand. Dan Brennan, Dan okay. Brennan. And he moved there <laughs> to make that, and uh, it uh, won the top prize. It was the best wow. New Zealand wine there. He also has a Sauvignon Blanc, and that's kind of the staple. That thing kills it in the U.S., sells a ton of it. It's got a bunch of stone fruit. It's very approachable, uh, it, great with food, or just a damn easy drink on a hot day. And what's, you, what's you that like one called? Do you like Sauvignon? It's Sauvignon Blanc. Decibel Sauvignon Decibel? Blanc. Yeah. Do you like the Sauvignon Blanc varietal? Yeah, that's that's my favorite. Okay, Sauvignon yeah. Blanc. I my go to was always a Marlboro, New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, recently, I'm starting to branch out a little bit. I should have busted some, and then I got some sitting out there outside the office here. I should outside the studio. Oh, I should have busted man. some out, but we're drinking red. He has a, a Malbec, a Viognier, and a Rosé that Dan himself describes as very smashable. Oh, yeah. wow. And then, so his first foray into the reserve range, so those wines are usually around the $20 range for mm -hmm. most of his wines, and then the reserve range, I think this is up around 55 is a Malbec called Testify, and that's what I put in your glass. Oh, awesome. And I want you to give it a shot and tell me what you think. This is, a, right. you know, it's a, it's a Malbec. Uh, Can we cheers again? Yeah, cheers again. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to take some right now, and... Mm. I just think it's very drinkable. Mm. You know, it's it's not the fruit's not overpowering, very yeah, balanced. Yeah, it doesn't linger. Wine, and if you like Malbec, I think this is a very pure expression of that varietal. Would yeah, you? this is great. Okay, um, Dan Brennan's the real deal. He's the kind of guy that deserves your business and if you want to give it to them they sell decibel all over wine shops all over the united states you can also go to decibelwineusa.com i'll post something on mm. my uh, instagram about that it's at the imbiber uh i might even post something on the website done the um and i think that's all that's the only product that i'm going to tell you about today on the, okay. the stuff okay. i'm digging that's the I only really, wine well, i think what i want to do is i just want to get to some kurt i want to get to a little more kurt yeah you i'm ready? gonna hear some more kurt let's let's get this interview rolling this is kurt russell and i chatting it up and uh we'll be back in just a couple of minutes right after this uh, little, right, little right, this little right. snippet right here ladies and gentlemen please give it up for mr <laughs> kurt russell <laughs> yeah yes hey this is fun um kurt thanks for know, joining uh, us man i'm looking forward to this because i first of all you got some really nice pinots we have a lot of wine here today to, uh, <laughs> to go against gogi and uh it's fun to just be a part of that and uh, be a part of that lineup and i and i and i, I think we're going to have a good time sort of 
seeing where everything falls into place here. And Just a few of the wines beyond beyond Goga. We have La Crema, we have Cambria, we have Paul Hobbs, Costa Brown. These are some heavy hitters in the Pinot world in the in the U.S. And Kistler's going to be tough Kistler, to beat. Oh, I, I forgot. Kurt brought, <laughs> That's going to be Kurt, tough to beat. Kurt brought a, was that, an 0-2 Kistler? It's an 0-2 Kistler. Oh happens to be some of my favorite wine, yeah. and it's and it's sort of, uh, I lovingly and uh, sort of in fun say that I, I like to chase Kistler because I, I love the structure of their Pinot. I like the way it's made. Yeah. And I'm dying to go up to... Uh, to the vineyard. I got a nice uh, note one time from Steve Kissler, and I'm looking forward to doing that with with, with, with uh, Peter and Rebecca, who I make the wine with uh, in Santa Rita Hills. And he's, he, he was really sweet and said some really nice things about my wine, and uh, I'm looking forward to going up there because... And the uh, answer is, Kurt, with. yes, I will go with you. Yes, of All course. Right. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, too. Have you ever had Greek cuisine as opposed to We're Greek having, food? Well, we got to, I have some in front of me right Let's now. See, this, is, this, this, this Petros makes fine Greek food, sort of a California Greek... Uh, mix and it's cuisine. It's not. It's not your regular standard Greek fare. So if you get a chance to go into what these is this in front in, of me right here? It looks like some this, watermelon. I was going to say this is the watermelon thing, right? With, a, with kind of that. That's uh, it's going to have a little sweetness to it with a honey drizzle. And uh, I think this is going to go. I'm going to. I want to do this because I want to see how this works. Should I just eat the, the entire thing? That's right what now? I'm doing. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh man. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And now with the wine, yeah. tell us mm-hmm. the wine we're drinking right now. Okay. It's one of yours. This is a wine that I make extremely limited amount but it's really good this is a really nice Viognier and Santa Rita Hills and where the Amplos Vineyard which is where I make my wine and where I get the grapes from uh, has a really nice block of Viognier and uh, Mm. yeah isn't that good I, I like this is this is called Lulu all the years the different vintages Will always be called Lulu because I make this solely for my mom, and she's your mom crazy Lulu? for it. Yeah, my mom okay. is Lulu, and she she really truly loves this Viognier, and uh, I so I make a half a barrel to wow. a barrel, and uh, on the website that I'm just starting now to to get up uh, and running, it will say that Lulu is available. But only for Lulu. So okay, uh, I'm, this, right. this tonight so is actually this is a fun special treat for us. Yeah. Just so you know, we're listening out there when Kurt talks about Santa Rita Hills. It's a newer uh, AVA, somewhat newer AVA, which mm-hmm. is American Viticultural Area mm-hmm. designation of where they make wine. Uh, it's in San Inez Valley, the far west of San Inez Valley. Sort of, it's a sort of an area, really beautiful rolling hills between, I guess, uh, Buellton and Lompoc. Right. It's right. It's yeah. More. It's west. You know, of San Inez, and. Um, it is. It's a small Appalachian, and it's got this fantastic weather pattern, great terroir. But the weather pattern is created because of the mountain range and the, and the way the, uh, as they call it, the sea smoke, which, of course, is another, another one of winery my great there, yeah. pinos. Yep. Uh, now, you know what? Let's go to that. This is the Goldie Chardonnay. Okay. Uh, well, who's the, that named for? Yeah, well, Joey. that would be Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. As Han. it says in the bottle here, lovingly created no. at the Amplos Winery by winemakers Peter and Rebecca Work along with their trusty apprentice, Kurt Russell. This one-of-a-kind wine is crisp, tangy, fresh, and most of all, fun. And that's why I make my wines. Uh, and like its namesake, Goldie is to be simply cherished. This uh, is the 2010. 2010. Now, is this available? This is this available, This is just yeah. for Goldie. Yeah, this is You're available. only making wine for your family members. No, no, this okay. one, this one, this right. one. And 10% of the proceeds of this go to her Mind Up Foundation. Hey, look what's coming. Oh, what is this? Okay. What we should uh, too bad we don't have Petrus here right now to tell us what We've we're doing, but we're darkening food. up a little bit here. Oh, it looks like uh, calamari type. Uh, 
Yeah, octopus. Grilled octopus. Oh boy. Okay. Let me get some of that. Ben. Okay, great. Let's let's yeah. Uh oh. All right, that's good. This looks good. This doesn't look like grilled octopus. See, see what I mean? This mm. is quiz. This is you know very different. It's so good. Mm. Got to come here, Manhattan Beach. Oh, with the beach. Manhattan Beach. I'm going to have a beat with this. It's incredible. Here, do this. Do the octopus with the beat. Cannonball. And then and now no, it's gonna be great. And now <laughs> throw, throw the goldie. Always, throw the goldie on that. That's gonna be great. I always imagine guys driving through Kansas in their truck, mm. listening to me and my guests <laughs> chewing and slurping and getting nauseated. <laughs> oh, pretty yeah. nice mix. <laughs> by the way, so there is it. There's by the way, just thinking it, looking back, is I'm listening to that, and he and I are just stuffing our faces and. Chugging wine as we're eating, and it's like having the best time. Uh, so hopefully you're enjoying listening to me and Kurt uh, be gluttons there. I'm also just loving the music in the background. Yeah, uh, get up by that microphone. There, there you go. go. There we go. That's better. People can hear you now. <laughs> I don't uh, want to laugh into the microphone. So yeah, it it it. He does. He knows a lot about wine. He really does. He's super passionate about it. And I mean, that really comes through when you're talking to him. And, I, and we're going to get into another little part here where we talk more about what uh, about wine knowledge, and we get a little bit even geekier about Ooh. it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like he really enjoys what he does, and I think that's awesome that he made a wine for his wife. How sweet. You know, there's a lot of there's I'm a lot of that. celebrities in the game now. There's a lot of celebrities in the in the alcohol game. A lot of celebrities that have wines. Drew Barrymore has wine. Oh. Kyle MacLachlan from Twin Peaks has wine. He makes really good wine. I feel uh, I feel like as opposed to a lot of the celebrities that do spirits brands, the wine people tend to be more uh, hidden. Like they don't. I don't remember seeing Drew Barrymore putting her face on a wine label. But or... she's, well, it's called Barrymore Wines. I mean, she's oh, out there oh, working it. I've oh, seen yeah. her at a lot of festivals and things that I go to. Mm-hmm. And she's there. She's out. She's really, hmm. she's really pushing it. And I mean, Guy Fieri, the chef, has a wine. It's actually really, really good Mean-y, wine. And, and Guy's wine is great. You know, um, Dave Matthews uh, I knew, has I knew wine. That one. Uh, you know, who else has a wine? President Trump. Oh. <laughs> We won't go there. Uh, <laughs> Trump has a wine. Moving it's right, right across the street from Dave Matthews Wine down in Virginia, out near Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, well, all the celebrities are uh, getting in on the game these days. They are. But the, the Rock cur- is uh, making his own tequila these days. The Rock is? Yeah. I didn't the Rock know that. has a new tequila. That's news to me. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to have you on and do some news segments. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know anything about it. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, let's you want know, to let's go back a little bit more, Kurt Russell. Yeah, let's um, hear it. You are listening to what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. I am Dan Dunn, and Cecilia Betzel is with us today. Hello, hello, hello. You can check her out at Tipsy Bartender. Find her. Go to Tipsy uh, Bartender, and you'll find you might her have there. To scroll way back. Yeah, no, you'll find her. Okay, a little bit more with Kurt Russell. This is a little snippet here, and we'll just we'll take we'll listen to a little two minute thing here with Kurt. You and Goldie went to Chateau Montalegna in the 80s mm-hmm. for a visit and admittedly didn't know a lot about wine. Now, for those of you who don't know Chateau Montalegna, it's very famous. It won the white wine section of the historic Judgment of Paris a wine competition. It was 1976. Yeah. That's when the United States got put on the map in the wine world. Up until then, we were kind of considered a joke. They, The, the, the California wines went up against the wines from Bordeaux and Burgundy, yep. and, and they won. There's okay. a sweet movie I saw called yep. Bottle Shock. I saw that. Kind of covers that a little right, bit. Yeah. I, think that, I think some of it, uh, they, 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 you know, they kind of 
uh, uh, pumped up a little they bit. They MTV'd it up things. a little yeah, bit. But yeah, you know but what? It's a, but, it's a, but the story is sweet. And and uh, we went up there in the hmm, it was early '80s actually. Okay. And uh, yeah, I, I, in those days, I was I was primarily I think a white wine drinker. I was drinking mostly Chardonnay. And that happened to be my favorite. That and, and Batard happened to be my favorite. Now, in those days, that's pretty oaky yeah. and pretty buttery. And I liked it. And I, I still enjoy those. I still enjoy them. But I must say that as my taste has changed a little bit over the years, I like this crispier, uh, fresher. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it's not as, it's not as, it's, it's smooth, but it doesn't have that, I don't know. It just it gets lugubrious is the only word yeah. I can think of. After a while, you're just kind of. By the way, you will not be gold. able to think of that word by the end of the show. <laughs> just letting you know. Um, uh, we are at Petros Restaurant in Manhattan Beach. Uh, with me, the great actor, and now. Would you say producer of wine? Would you call it winemaker? Uh, well, I'm a burgeoning uh, winemaker, but I'm definitely winemaker. a producer of wine. Yeah, Kurt Russell. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, and on the other side of this break. We're going to have the lightning round of Pinot Noir with, with Kurt and I. <laughs> and we were, we're going to talk about Pinot and your love of Pinot. And uh, I also want to get into some geeky talk about clones yeah. and, and, and all that good stuff. And uh, we will be back on the other side of this break. There's a break right there, see? There we As go. promised. And there just so you go. know, that, that Paris wine tasting of 1976, The Judgment of Paris, we're talking about was organized by a guy named Stephen Sperrier, who's a British British wine merchant, and it was a it was a blind tasting of Chardonnays and red wines, some of the best wines from France and this little cow town in America. And we've talked about this before, but the two went the the, the American wines won. The red wine was won by Stag Leap wine cellars, oh. and the white wine was Chateau Montalina, which we talked about, and they made that movie uh Bottle Shock. Yeah. Uh, with somebody was in it. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Snipe. Snape. Snape. What? Alan Rickman. Oh, Alan oh. Rickman was in it. Yes, and <laughs> I uh, love Alan Rickman. He was in it. And by the way, when we were talking about celebrity wines, also I forgot to mention my buddy uh, Maynard James Keenan down in Arizona. Yes. Making some killer wines. Yes. Maynard is very committed to his winemaking. Uh, do you want to have a little? Do you want to drink a little wine right now? Yeah. Really quickly. Well, I, I was going to say I also forgot. To mention um, an actor who starred alongside Kurt Russell, one Walton Goggins has his own spirits brand. Uh, wow, partnered who, with that Matthew sounds Alper, like and sounds that like a plug coming Mulholland out of here. Holland Distilling. Do you work for that brand? I, maybe I do, but you know what, Walton is really great. I feel like you're using me just to get on this <laughs> to plug your brand, and I won't have it. It's called Mulholland. It's okay, so we're gonna get to the we're we're gonna look third part here with Kurt. I'm gonna tell you right now. In case you haven't been able to tell, we were drinking a lot of wine. Okay, so here's us. I think oh, by yeah. this point, we've had, you know, our fill. <laughs> now we got we, we got to hit it. We're so we're behind on our so on far our, behind on our drinking that we're going to be shotgunning these. Yeah, you want to come back and grab some wine? Do it. I will. There you go. All right. All right. You know what we got here? We got here. We go. Roiling. We're getting into it. It's young. It's 2011. Okay. This is one of the ones you brought. I don't know what you know about this wine. I know nothing about it. Here's what I know. You know what? Pretty nice. Here's what I know. Do you like it? Let me. Yeah, it's fine. It's got a lot of nose on it. But now Um, I don't want to get too in the weeds on all this stuff. But okay. I really like this. Yeah. All right. It needs time, I think, to grab all the complexity that it offers. It's like a light heavyweight versus a heavyweight. You know, you're talking about super Tuscans and and Bordeaux and cabs from Northern Cal from from Cal from Napa. The, the tens on those are so big and strong yeah. uh, that I think um, I think they're great, but they need a lot of time. 
Yeah. Uh, pinots don't. I mean, pinots are, Because you know, they're thin skin, less yeah, tannin. Yeah. I mean, just, just so we get back to the basics here, we're out there listening right now. The consensus would be that Pinot Noir is one of the toughest, it's if tough. not the toughest, it's grape tough. to successfully cultivate. Yeah. And A lot of things have to go right. Have to go right. Uh, it, it's originally, this grape varietal is originally from Burgundy, the Cote d'Or, uh, is where Pinot Noir originated. All Pinots are, bu- are Burgundy wines. Yes, yeah. and uh, I read somewhere you didn't know that. Way no, that was a really good grape. Way my, my back son in the Boston, your son had to point that out We're going to drink the Bosti Boy tonight, which is the 09. Um, mm. And and that has really. Ready? You want you want to go to number yeah, two? You go to number two. Now um, while, while Kurt's pouring, I'm going to say this. Here's the thing: the charms of great red Burgundy are so seductive that growers everywhere have tried to emulate them. And here's the thing: when they're good, when they're fantastic, they're fantastic. But it it can go wrong. It can well, go wrong. Well, ch- you know what? Pinots can change. I mean, Pinots can move around on you. Even in the bottle, they can move around on yeah. you a little bit, right? But if it's if the grapes are farmed with integrity. Oh. It, it, it's never going to be bad. And natural is the way. That's sort of your. That's sort of that's the, what we do there. The philosophy you have. It's, everything is. That's, that. You well, don't that's, want it's machines. Peter and yeah. They don't want any. They want. They want hands on. It's. It's. That's what you know. I. 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 That's what I refer to as Burgundian style. Yeah. Old world winemaking where it's it's hands on as much as possible, uh, machinery off as much as possible. Yeah. That's their way of farming. Okay, oops, we got some oh, more food, we got coming. food coming. Look at this. Oh, look, this looks great. Grilled salmon and the grilled lambs. Grilled salmon, grilled, grilled lamb. Salmon. Oh, grilled salmon, we need to go back oh, to the Chardonnay boy. for them. Um, and the grilled lamb, that's going to be... Hey, you know what? We're going to be on the next three, and, and we're going to get into one of the gogies on the next three. I want to hit... Oh, wait. I need to jump in here. Do you think Kurt and I should have our own food show? I think so. I'm so ready for it. I, I'm starting to think I might have to hit him up. I might be like, hey, man, maybe we should get our, we should call the Food Network. All right, let's get back to the area. Gogi with the lamb. So I'm going to say okay. that I'm, I'm going to put my I'm gonna lamb cheat with right the here. Chicken and the salmon here. Um, oh, boy. And there I'm going to make go. this McMurray work with that. Wow. This is, we have way too much food here at Petros and mm. wine. Um, oh, by the way, so we, we were talking oh. about clones. Okay, so just, just so you know, I, people know we're talking about air. A clone is just a different variation of the grape. A clone is you've got the original vine, and then you uh, you basically. I take, think the way to. I mean, okay, the way you do it, yeah. Kurt Russell. You tell right. me about a clone. Here's the way to I think look at clones. Yeah, and I've heard a couple of different approaches, and this is the one that that that, that worked for me. Yes. If we were making an apple pie. Yes. We could make, we could make a bunch of different kinds. We could make a Washington State apple pie. We could make a Granny Smith apple pie. We could make a green apple apple pie. Yeah. We could we could make any number of apple pies that are. It's this. It's all apple pie, but there's different kinds of apples. That's like a clone to Pinot Noir. We can make 100% Pinot, but we can take. The clones are like the different styles, of, different, what we'd call it, different kinds okay. of apples. Yeah. So, if you like the, if you, if you're too strong, uh, uh, apples falling off the tree that year are Granny Smith over here and and Washington State over here. Yeah. You might say I love them both. Well, what happens if you, if you make half Granny Smith, you mix them, you mix it with, you mix it, you yeah. have a, a mix, and you say, oh, I like that now, yeah, but but I really would like to get a little red apple taste in there, just a little, a little yeah. red apple, okay. You go get a red, and you and now you've got a third, a third, and a third. Or if they know, I really only want like 
just a little touch of that. So I'll take 10% of that and then 40 and 40. Uh, did my math work out there? No, 45 and 45. We'll do that. This is where Peter is brilliant because Peter is a, is a chemist, okay? So you, what you want to do is find the combination, and it's called blending. And that's what I truly, truly, truly love to do, and it's my strength. It's because it, it's my strength because I drink the wines I like to drink. I make wine because I like to drink wine. And my favorite way of going about it is finding what our strongest clones were, but I have to have I, I start with and clones, some basics. And clones my, are me, numbered. You get it like yeah. a number. So you'll say you've got a 114, a 115, which that has certain characteristics yeah. exactly. to it. Black raspberry, you know, rose Current, petals, that kind uh, of, yeah. And, 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 and pencil. All right. That was okay. as, that's as so, geeky as we're getting now. Let, let's get okay, back. We'll, we'll come back now, to what, that. What are we on now? What are we on next? Here? Okay. Uh, now we're getting in the gogi. Let's do this. We're going to do our first this gogi. Is, this, is, this is Kurt Russell's wine. Okay. This is This is called Jilly Bean. Okay. This is the 2010. All right. This is a little different, as you'll see, from the 2009. And but should so I do this far, with the salmon, you said? Bo- no, no. Go with the lamb. With both the lamb. of these both of these wines have, uh, they, you know. But it cut in again. This is the part I'm, I'm laughing remembering this because we're like, we're like two old ladies there. I'm like, should, should I have the salmon? No, go with the lamb. <laughs> I, sorry, interrupted. They stand up against. Uh, they stand up against it because the integrity that these are made with is, is 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 extremely high. All right. If you hate it, blame me. I'm getting the lamb right now. Ah, uh, wait a, a minute. Hold on. Go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. Throw the no- throw the nose on that thing. Go ahead. Here we go. Here we go. Which one is this one again? Oh, this is. Jilly I start bean. forgetting things. This is jelly bean. This, this is right this now. is jelly bean. This is the gogi. This is mine. This is the gogi jelly bean 2010. 2010. How do you like the nose on this? So far, so good. Yeah. I'm looking for it. Here we go. Yeah, Here we go. It. We're going in. Mm. That is delicious. Yeah. See how broad that yeah. is? Wow. That doesn't bite you anywhere. No. But it fills you out. It fills your mouth out. Does your mouth get... Take a take, it, take that and let it roll around. Let me do it again. Mouth. Let me do it again. Okay, so let's go to the lamb. Let's go to the lamb. All right. Here we go. To the lamb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Lamb with the pepper. Lamb. And a little and a little goat. Lapita, how is that? Lapita, put that, put that Lapita where's your glass? It's right here. Okay. <laughs> Get a, do, you, do you like lamb? You know, Lapita, Lapita's got to work. You're about here. to like Kurt, it more. Kurt, she's the only one working on this <laughs> you know what? show. If you're yeah. standing at the end of this, we failed. Um, <laughs> let's do this. We got it. Right. We we, I wish we had like another two oh, hours. Just, just, you know what? We got to take now. a quick break. We got to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going we're gonna to plow <laughs> through the rest of these wines that we have. Uh... We will see you or you'll hear us in a couple of minutes. <laughs> wow, you guys are having a blast. We are having a blast. And by the way, we're referencing Lupita. Lupita used to work on a show that I did before, and that's where I get this interview from. And uh, yeah, Kurt was insisting that we all... Uh, <laughs> here's the best part of this whole thing is... So this was... I was doing a show on Sirius XM, and... We had so much fun that the show was only an hour, and when you factor in commercials, it was 52 minutes. And I said, we're never going to get all this done. And Kurt said... Well, do you want to do another one? And I, uh, yeah. What do you, can you? And I said, yeah, man, we can do whatever you want. He goes, all right, let's do another one on one condition. I host the second show. So there Whoa. was a second show in which it? he would, oh, yeah, maybe I'll run that at, at another yeah. date. But, um, but yeah, we had a great time. He's so passionate about the wine, and he's such a, uh, such a genuine guy and uh, really a lot of fun to be around. And so um, are you enjoying the interview with Kurt Russell? I, I am. I'm hearing a lot of um, 
camera clicks in the oh, background. Yeah. Do you have any photos from this there infamous dinner? There are some dinner? photos, and I'm going to throw those up on the Instagram at the Imbiber. See, you're good at this. You're good at... <laughs> no, I'm genuinely curious. I Yeah, no, I'm going to throw some pictures up uh, of this. We had a photographer there taking pictures of us. There were a bunch of people gawking at us. We're, we're being gawked. <laughs> it was a lot of gawking going I'm on. I'm sure you enjoy that very uh, much. Yeah, no, no, it was fun. It was fun to do it. And so I got one more little snippet, and this is, uh, we're talking about, so Kurt, I used to live in Aspen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kurt has a house there out in Snowmass outside of Aspen. This is how we know each other through a oh, mutual okay. friend. And so we we talked about, we got to talking about Halloween in Aspen and Halloween in Aspen was always like crazy. They, the entire town goes nuts. Everybody. (laughs) So we, we started talking about it and I told a little Halloween story Uh and Kurt told a little Halloween story. And this is the last little bit that we have from, from Kurt here. So, so check this out and enjoy. Let me get the, should we take a little more wine first before we do this? We're we're embodying the dinner between you guys. Mm -mm. And here we go. Your chair's a little squeaky. Can I tell you a funny story about cloud nine? Cloud Nine? Many years ago. I, you know what? I'll believe anything I hear about Cloud Many nine. years ago. No, no, not the restaurant. Many years ago, I decided, as you know, in Aspen, Halloween is yeah, a, is a giant, it's yeah. like a national holiday yeah. in Aspen. <laughs> One thing that happens on Halloween is there might be some hallucinogenic drugs going on in, in Aspen. There wasn't. There were yeah. in, in, in the 70s so and 80s. So I decided many years ago to go out in Aspen as Cloud Nine. This was my <laughs> costume. And here was the costume. I went out and bought pillow stuffing. White pillow stuffing, and I, which I glued and used fishing wire all over my entire body, and put a nine on it, and I had a big white wig and this, and I, in order to keep it on because the the stuff was falling off, I took some Aquanet hairspray and sprayed that on. So imagine me this big puffy pillow stuffing, that, and we go out, and this was in the days when smoking in bars was you know, still going on. You know, Dan, it's nice to find out what's important to somebody. <laughs> And I walk into a bar. Where they really spend some effort. I walk into a bar, and I'm in there, and I'm so proud of my costume. And my cousin looks at me, and he says, do you realize if someone touches you with a cigarette, you're dead? Like, you're going to go up in two seconds. And I look around, and all I, it, it's, it was like I'm out of a movie. You're taking me the back. cigarette started glowing, and I'm like, ah, ah. And I wasn't quite in the right state of mind either at that point. And I freaked out, and I ripped all of my stuff off. So basically. Oh, you quit. Well, well <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it was either that or die. Well, you know, yeah. you know, here's the thing. In 1977 or 78, I remember Halloween in Aspen, Paragon Ballroom, for those that are old enough to remember the great Paragon, Paragon Ballroom. Paragon Ballroom. And it was really cold that night. Okay. And a guy decided to really go after it and win the night by dressing up as a pickle. And he <laughs> laid himself down at the footrest there of, in front of the door of the Paragon Ballroom where everybody walked in. Yeah. He didn't move for four hours. And in came Ichabod Crane holding his head, the headless horseman, yep, on yep. horseback. Yeah. And here was the test because he was going into the Paragon Ballroom on that horse, but he had to get over the pickle. And so we all knew this was the moment for the pickle. And we all watched. And this guy steps over. He didn't jump over. He steps over, just walking in normal pace on his horse. And the pickle did not move. And the headless, the headless horseman was fantastic. He was wow. really incredible. He walked all the way through Wait, the Paragon Ball. An actual horse? And he came back out. The pickle did not move. Pickle, winner, hands down. He didn't move. He <laughs> gave it all. Unlike you, he didn't quit. Just because I, he had a little drug problem going on, <laughs> the man hung in there. And, 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, I, though. Yes, Aspen was, has big, Aspen big, big was Halloween gonna... stuff. Um, was the pickle dead? <laughs> I don't know. And by the way, I don't have a drug problem. I was just I had taken some mushrooms, I think, I or something like, like that. Someone yeah. in a Halloween costume was passed on the floor for four hours. Yeah, <laughs> no, it him. would seem that way. So, so anyway, there was Kurt Russell. He's going to be in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this week. We got to go check it out. I'm very excited to see that. Yeah, I'm very excited for this film. And uh, are you going to see it right away? You going out this weekend? Uh, well, I'm going to be out of town next week, but as soon as I get back, I shall. Okay. All right. Well, this sounds great. Um, so I'm going to do, uh, you know, we, we also have a uh, another little segment that I do on the show to bring things home. It's called uh, What's Driving Me to Drink. And do you want to hear what's driving me to drink this time? I can't wait to hear. Oh. It's driving me to drink. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sound effects. Um Okay, so I wrote a book called American Wino. Get it. It's available Amazon. Anywhere books are sold, you can get American Wino. Uh, I drove around the United States for four months uh, by myself uh, trying to become an expert on wine in America. And one of the stops was in Santa Barbara and where I met up with Kurt. And um, I, I was really pumped about about seeing him. And we were there and we went into his uh, to where the, the barrel room is in Lompoc area up there and uh and so i had what's driving me to drink is misinformation on the on the internet okay so i had i had read somewhere that kurt had been offered the role of luke skywalker wow in star wars okay a new hope (laughs) yeah so we get in there and i and i said i said i read somewhere that you turned down the role of luke skywalker is that true and Kurt looked up from the beaker that he was mixing wine made from various clones. We were talking about a 7077 with a 115, whatever. Um, and so he says, I'm sorry, what? And I said, I, I read somewhere that you turned down the role of Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. Is that true? And he says, Star Wars? Yeah. Uh, you know, you mentioned clones, and that made me think about the Clone Wars. <laughs> and then I remembered the thing I read somewhere about you turning down the part of Luke Skywalker in the 70s. And Kurt just stared at me. And the expression on his face was a mixture of amusement and what looked an awful lot like pity. Oh. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm just, I felt awkward. I'm like, I'm just kind of a Star Wars geek, you know. And And he had his gaze just fixed on me, and he picks up his glass and he took a long, deliberate sip of wine, and then I instinctively followed suit and did it. And then, um, and then he just looked and he said, "When do you have to deliver this seminar at Pebble Beach? Because at the end of my trip, I was going to do a seminar at Pebble Beach as a wine expert." So he says, "When do you have to deliver this seminar?" And I said, "April 11th." And he went, "Hmm, that's it. Just hmm." And then he refilled our glasses and he went back to mix in the clones. So without saying anything at all, Snake Plissken had just told me that I didn't have a chance in hell among the wine-swilling elite, okay? So um, I, and at that point, I just decided to hold the rest of the questions I had about his most iconic roles, like who had better hair, Tango or Cash? Did Captain Ron actually hold a license to operate a vessel for hire in the Caribbean? Or was he openly flouting international maritime law, Right. Some questions I had. So anyway, Kurt goes about his business, and I- I'm trying to picture him, you know, wearing the tunic of the Tatooine. <laughs> I am a Star Wars geek. And I think he would have made a fine Luke Skywalker, don't you think? Yeah. He had the hair right. for it. He certainly had the hair for it. Kurt had the great hair. 
But then I realized that I was glad that Kurt Russell didn't get the leading role in the most significant motion picture of my formative years. So for millions of fans around the world, including you, Cecilia, you're a Star Wars fan, right? Yeah, uh, the old ones. Yeah, yeah. So Luke Skywalker can only be Mark Hamill, okay? More important, however, Mark Hamill will only ever be <laughs> Luke Skywalker. <laughs> this is no small feat. Think about it. Hamill played one of the most famous characters in film history in the biggest movie franchise of all time and somehow managed to not land another leading role ever again do, yeah do you think he he tried to maybe he maybe that was it maybe he was happy with luke skywalker I know, i'm looking at you i know you're thinking corvette summer don't mention corvette summer it never happened um no i mean think of it. what else has he done i mean in terms of being a leading man so he had bit parts in movies and tv and he does a ton of voiceover work still does for cartoons directs he directs but in the nearly 40 years he's never been able to escape the long shadow of luke skywalker I mean, do you think uh, Daniel Radcliffe is going to have that same fate? Probably. You're talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean, but here's the thing. The truth is Mark Hamill's not a movie star. He's a character actor and a very specialized one at that because there's only one character anyone is interested in seeing him play, okay? He's part of the select group of legendary. There's legendary successful one-hit wonders. You got Robert England. Do you know who Robert England is? No. Freddy Krueger. Uh, Ralph Macchio. Karate Kid, Michael Richards, Kramer on Seinfeld, and Linda Blair. What did Linda Blair play? Um, She's the kid in The Exorcist. Oh. You're a movie buff, huh? You don't know anything I about I did movies. go to film school. Uh, yeah. Allegedly. Maybe what film school was that? <laughs> Forgetful state? Uh, so anyway, so but if you look at like Hamill's Star Wars uh, co-star, Harrison Ford, he was Ooh. destined to become a movie a star. Big and, fan. And that was evident from the moment he first appeared on screen. And well, he's a great actor. Do you remember the first moment he appeared on screen? He was in oh. the Mos Eisley Cantina on Tatooine. Ooh. You never Is that heard, accurate? You never heard of the Millennium Falcon? It's the ship that made the Kessel run in less than Ooh. 12 parsecs. Turned you on, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was only eight years old at the time, and I knew he was the breakout star. So, so in 1977, Star Wars opened. Kurt Russell was just a young actor. Well, with I think Kurt is more Han than Luke. Hung? <laughs> Han. <laughs> oh, I think he's more hung. I was like, wait, hey, let's not take it there. Like, Kurt's more yeah. too badass to play Luke Skywalker. He's more of a Han Solo. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. When when the movie opened, though, he wasn't playing any. He was a young actor with potential who was trying to shed a lightweight screen image because he'd done a bunch of Disney comedies in the 60s and 70s. Kurt Russell? So, yeah, Kurt Russell did. So while Hamill was becoming a global phenomenon as, as Luke Skywalker, Kurt made the gutsy decision to play against type. He played an unscrupulous salesman who would stop at nothing to rip off his customers and crush the competition in this lowbrow R-rated comedy called Used Cars. Have you ever seen Used Cars? Love the movie. Really, really funny. It's one of the funniest flicks hardly anyone's ever seen, okay? <laughs> and he played this guy, Rudy Russo, wickedly subversive character, and just crushed up his wholesome image and spit on it for good measure. Uh, and then to the surprise of many Hollywood observers... He used the B-movie role as a launching pad toward the A-list, and that was the one that we that I played a clip of in the beginning of the show, Snake Plissken in Escape from New York. 
and uh, you can read the rest about that on IMDb. Oh, you should also hit up Wikipedia for the details of Kurt's minor league baseball career. He was a oh. minor league baseball player. Really? Uh, he got hurt and that cut his. He was going to go to the pros. Guy was hitting five sixty three. You don't know what that means, but he was hitting yeah, five sixty three. I do. So I guess all of this is what you say is I'm glad that Kurt Russell didn't play Luke Skywalker. It would have upset the whole cosmic order of things. So there we are, and he finishes mixing his clones and. And he pours the contents of this beaker into a glass and he hands it to me. And he says, here, try this. And this was the blend for Jilly Bean, the wine that he and I were talking about earlier. Uh, it was named after one of his sisters. And I just was like, wow, that's amazing. And he just flashed that movie star smile of his. And, and then he says, I was never offered to roll in Star Wars. And I just looked at him and I went, hmm. That's it. Just hmm. And that was my first actionable piece of wisdom on the trip, which is when you're uncomfortable and someone says something provocative, fuck your modifiers and just say, hmm. hmm. I like it. It's good advice. And with that, I want to thank you, Cecilia Betzel, for joining us. I hope you had a good time today. On I, the did, show. I, I did. Like I'm to... actually, I'm curious now, what is your favorite Tarantino movie? Uh, Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that was a short. Yeah. Thank you. What's your favorite Kurt Russell movie? Uh, Escape from New York, Captain right. Ron, Overboard, Backdraft. <laughs> There's too many. I can't even do it. I love Kurt. Uh, so yeah, where where can people find you on the uh, on the social media? Uh, at CeciliaBetzel.com. I mean, not dot no, com. You're throw not... a dot com on there. <laughs> Go well, to her I Instagram. Think I have, to have too much hey, wine have a little now. bit more Ooh. of that wine, huh? Uh, but yeah, I want to thank you for being on the show, and we're gonna have you back you. soon. I hope. Uh, of course, I want to thank. Kurt Russell for being on the show. Uh, I mean, it's always nice. And I'll leave you, as always, with a little bit of wisdom. That is, uh, remember, if you can't be with the wine you love, love the wine you're with. Cheers to that. <laughs>